So we touched on the, the fact that there's no way to control dose or dosage when you put something in the water. That's why there's no other drugs in the water. Some people have advocated for aspirin in the water, for Lipitor in the water, for Prozac in the water. Oh well, God. it can't control the freaking dose. Welcome back to the Direct Show. We are going to be chatting with Dr. Bob Dixon a little bit later about Clean Water Calgary. We got uh, everybody's favorite Mohawk, Kyle, still stuck in Calgary with us, so join him for the intro. And then we got uh, Grandma should have taken the Jack vaccine Dunlop over still in quarantine land by himself. No way, man. <laughs> no I'll still way, take man. the chance. No way, man. I'm getting the booster as soon as I get home. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Graham, give us an update on your COVID. You seem to uh, be struggling a little bit over there. We're worried about you. Yeah, well, yeah, you faded out of the chats. Point. You're not having, I don't think you're even playing D&D. &D. <laughs> I'm not. I gave up on the D&D, &D too. I'm not, you know, just haven't done anything. I really can't, I, I can't be motivated to do anything. It's, it's really the weirdest psychological thing. I'm moving so slow, but every once in a while, like I feel better. Like, uh, so it's then, a psychological thing. You're just like stuck in this. No. And then, and then it comes and then like, so what happened was I was doing pretty good there for a while. Like you guys, we did a few podcasts last week or whatever, but, but then when the breathing thing kicked in, I kind of got a little bit, I was like, oh, fuck, here's, here's the breathing. Because for the first while, the breathing was fine. And then the breathing thing got a little weird. And I was like, so what happens, you know, if this keeps getting worse with the breathing? Like, I don't want to go to the hospital, but. So anyways. Um, breathing thing? It's, it stopped. It started to get better. Like, Did you sleep on your stomach? I heard that's uh, a thing. I sleep all over the place. <laughs> you sleep on your stomach with the coof. But anyways, um, and then the cough comes and goes and I feel like I'm, oh, I'm okay at one point, but then I get achy and tired. And so it's, it's kind of up and down, you know, you sound like shit. Yeah. You sound a lot, a lot better last week. You sound worse. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think the odds are? Is going to end up on a ventilator? Gonna... Oh man, I won't let him put him on a ventilator. I'll shoot him first. Yeah. Um, Graham Dunlop is not going down on a ventilator. Don't worry, we won't let them put you on a ventilator. <laughs> Even if I have to kill them myself. <laughs> we'll let you die before they put you on a ventilator. My, uh, I don't my think I'm going to test positive at all. My buddy Sean, uh, he, he dropped me off uh, actually a budesonide inhaler, which is interesting. I'm surprised they give those things out. So it's that's fantastic. That That's going to help. I, I just got that today. He made he made some uh, homemade faux soup too. And uh, tomorrow he's dropping off some uh, L-arginine, which will help a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure these things are helping. I mean, <laughs> it will, well, it will. That, it some will. of them might be canceling each other out, you know. It will. So, it will. Got too many no, things going doing, on. Like I had, you know, I'd ramped everything up for the first few days and then I stopped after a while. And So what's your current regimen? That's not are you much. Still really vitamins? Just, Vitamin C usually. You know? Those vitamins were doing me more harm than good, so I got yeah. right off them. Yeah. I got up the one morning, ate all those vitamins, felt like I was going to puke. <laughs> Never again. It's because your body's not used to them. Yeah, man. It's too much, dude. Yeah, you got to, yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's go on a little bit at a time. Just give me that's a couple kind of eggs and some fucking bone broth, and I'll be good, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe the breathing thing's still coming. I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I never had a breathing thing. Oh yeah, no, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think you're already over it and all that. It's fine. I, I it was just disappointing for me to for that to come into effect so later on, you know. I have a puffer here. If you want to borrow it. Well no, he, he, he gave me an inhaler with uh, <laughs> like one of the blue ones? No, it's the red one with it. You twist it and Oh, I have like the steroid one. Yeah, this is the actual budesonide. It's that's good. Seems like it's working great. Actually, what they should have got him. What they haven't. Uh, I said, yeah, it seems like it's working great. <laughs> <laughs> You're barely breathing. Oh, yes. That is working. Working fantastic. No, in uh, Peru, they sold um, the cans of air, the face mask, because they're at such high altitude. Some people get a dose of air and everything else like that. So You think it's the altitude getting you? Maybe it's a combination. 
That's too bad, man. I really was hoping you would power through this. You've been like the guy, you know, you've been like, I know me too. It's so disappointing. You know? you're gonna just, be the, you can't be long COVID guy, bro. You got to pull I through know, this. I know I won't be long COVID guy. I won't be long COVID still. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. It's like the, what, you should tune in in six months go, from now and it's still like this. Mike, talk Mike too much shit. Is, <laughs> Mike says a week or two is pretty normal. So, you know. Pretty normal for what? For COVID? Yeah. Huh. I thought three or four days was pretty normal. Yeah, that too, but it's not. Well, well, which one? But what point is it long? Oh, it's like months, six months, 10 months. Oof. Like it goes on. 10 months long. of COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't they say that? that... I, was, I still get a little tired. Like if I run all the way from the basement, I'll come down and have a, <laughs> have a ball, and then I'll run back upstairs all the way to the top floor. There's only two floors. Yeah. You don't make it sound like, you know, you got five floors or something. Well, there's like two it was- floors, so it's not just one floor. It's two floors. So it's like one, two, three, four flights of stairs. Yeah. I'm tired. My legs are tired. I'm like, oof. Long COVID? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Me. No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> We're just out of shape. My muscles, my muscles, like achy, every, everything's like just Dude, on like high alert or something. I ran to the top of Steamboat Rock in like 19 minutes last week. I might be Wait, a lot. Oh of yeah, things. that's right. You were you uh, were ahead of me. Shape is not one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were ahead of me. You you went up there with Brandon. I went up to both peaks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was behind. I feel like I could still do that now, but my legs would be fucking burning like a motherfucker. But then at the same time, I feel like most of that now is just I haven't not not done this much in a long time. It's been like a week now of really like if I had my step thing on, it would be at like fucking. 350. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas usually I'm doing like five, 6,000 steps a day. Yeah, but I mean, that's because of your regular work. Yeah, I like to get well, out of the well, house and it's well, just that, like, that could just be it kicking in on me. So now I'm not eating as much. I find myself having to force myself to eat because I'm just, I get, I'm falling into a rut. I'm falling into the gram rut. <laughs> <laughs> the, gram rut the gram rut of depression. <laughs> he's not depressed. He's smiling. Yeah, he's just right here. You know, we're, we're helping them out here. Therapy. You got a double header in a couple of days. I know. Got to get, I got to get, I got to get into shape here. Podcasting. You, you get out soon. Kyle figures. Thursdays. Thursdays you're, you're yeah. out, your freedom day. Yeah. God. I don't know what. Damn. How do I end up fucking locked up the longest? This is bullshit. <clears throat> it's because he tested negative. I don't even have fucking COVID. And you didn't, and you're unvaccinated. I got, I got something. It's probably COVID. I'll probably test positive this time. But then Kyle said, if I test positive, it goes back to my symptom date. So I'll get out soon. I'll get out Thursday or Friday, maybe or something. It'd be probably Friday. Cause I, since I only get out, Friday's my day. I get out. It better not be fucking 10 days from the test day again. Cause I just tested fucking yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. They when did you find out? I don't know. Probably Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, that's when you found out last My time. My best case scenario of getting out of here is like this weekend anyway. Unless I go hunting. We'll see. I don't think that counts. I don't think it counts. You go to the bush. Uh, technically, you're not supposed to leave the house at all. You cop. I'm just telling you what the rules say. I didn't say you had to follow them. I'm just saying what the rules say. You can and cannot do. My truck is an extension of my house. I, I, I would, it's my, I would give the same argument saying I came and I, I kept with the spirit of the regulation in not coming into contact with anybody else. That's right. I kept with the spirit of your fucking fascism by just <laughs> taking my own truck into my own woods and living my own life. There you go. By this point, we've probably already shot him though. So it's a non-issue. Yeah. Besides, you'd be telling it to the judge anyway, so. Right. He shot at us first. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. I just, you got a joke? I got a, I got a quote. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm not going to bother playing the jingle. I feel like you might not last that long. <laughs> just as a candle cannot burn without fire, man cannot live without a spiritual life. Are you... Are you like, have you been 
Have you been slacking on the spiritualism? Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that would help a little prayer. Okay. That's a good maybe point. everyone could send you some good vibes. That's a good idea. Yeah. And some cash. Good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> that'll, that'll help. <laughs> the more cash, the better the prayer. Yeah. I tried a meditation the other night, uh, just trying to. A meditation? So are you napping during the day? And... Yeah. I'm, uh, well, no, I'm sleeping. Try not to nap during the day. Why? Well, because I found when I was napping during the day, I wasn't <clears throat> sleeping well at night. And I just couldn't, I couldn't lick it. Yeah. I guess this is mm. a different scenario. My couldn't lick it was like three and a Two half days. days. Well, it's just annoying when it's still nagging you, when you, when you don't feel the, the shit anymore, but you just can't quite get up and go. Kind of yeah. like you, I guess, just lazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, lethargic. 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 Yeah, that's is... a good, that's a good, good way of putting it. Um, no, I am really so I just like, just getting out of this. I just stopped fucking uh, napping during the day, just powered through and like forced myself to just keep eating little bits of some turkey or stuff like yeah. that, and eggs. If yeah. I couldn't eat, I would just make the chicken noodle soup and like drink the fucking broth. Yeah. And leave the noodles. Leave the noodles yeah. for Kyle to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> After he dried out things. <laughs> and give me the chickens. So we can recycle the whole thing over again. And then I was able to sleep at night. And then as soon as I got a good night's sleep, I felt much better. I still have the sniffles. I still have the bags under my eyes. Yeah. Fucking eyes all baggy. I mean, I've been eating a lot of edibles. So that could have something to do with it. I've been on a, a 300 milligram a night regimen. That's my regimen. There's a few bongs a day and a few hundred milligrams before bed. I've been sleeping great. And uh, the deck is almost done. Almost done. Tomorrow we should be. Tomorrow we should. Since we gave up. Finish the deck since we've given up and changed course again. Yeah. Trying to scrape all that damn paint off. We just decided it's not worth it. How are we going to clean the yard? (laughs) Oh, that's not my problem. I'll be gone by then. You absolutely will not be. <laughs> you're not driving me to the airport until uh, the no, yard clean. The rate you're going. Right. Um, if it's Saturday, I could probably get away with driving you. Oh, yeah. I'm so keep, you're keep, keeping with the spirit. I'm keeping with the spirit. In that we were the same house together. Dude, anyways, you would have together. been a super spreader. Oh, Graham, yeah, definitely. Graham saved you from being a super spreader. So we've like uh, we've been running the trial, and it turns out... You probably wouldn't have infected anyone. Well, you did because you made some real bonehead decisions, Mr. Dunlop. You endangered <laughs> the lives of your passengers, the border security, gas station attendants, you name it. You made some real bad decisions. But I don't think you infected anyone else other than me and Kyle. But Kyle didn't even know he had COVID. Still I mean, don't. You guys, were, you guys were infected a long time before that. Clearly, I was not. I wasn't. Clearly, I was not. We tested both on the Friday, tested negative. Negative. Both of us. That is pretty weird, yeah. I tested negative again on Monday. I tested positive on Monday. But I had (laughs) symptoms. That's what fucked me. But I had no symptoms, symptoms, and because I was vaccinated, if it wasn't because of being having you in the vehicle, as soon as we got home that Monday, later on in the day, I would have jumped on an airplane and infected everybody on the airplane. And everybody in the airport. A hundred percent. This dude has COVID. You'd never even know. He's just been running around with COVID. Yeah. He's the perfect example of a super spread in typhoid Mary. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And think about it. 80% of the people out there. Stay away from the unvaccinated people, you sick son of a bitch. You're going to be getting them all sick. Once I got me sick, so I don't see what you're giving me crap about. I didn't get you sick. Well, I mean, Graham me did. out of this. Clearly, Graham did. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But Graham was infected by a vaccinated person. Or was he? Oh, we're pretty sure. Yeah. We're not going to it? Was it from... He was sitting right next to... Patient number one. He was, pa- he was sitting right next to patient one there for uh, the day. Oh, okay. I thought he was in oh, I thought he was in his own vehicle. I went to the grocery store with patient one. In my, <laughs> in my truck. He was sitting in the back of the truck right where you oh. were. <laughs> <laughs> I 
guess I should have told you that before. He's, he's driving to his test, spraying all this stuff down. Meanwhile, COVID's in the truck. <laughs> right in the seat. Should have disinfected it first. I'm not infected, though. I could still test positive to yesterday, and I could get the result this week. And it could have been that uh, I just wasn't infected yet. Or you just didn't do the test properly the first time. You keep saying that. You keep saying that you didn't do the test properly. I'm me. saying maybe you didn't. Yeah, but you keep you keep going to that. Because I saw you she, take the test in Washington. Yeah, but that's different in Washington. She watches you pretty hard. I don't know. You've got your tricks. She watches you pretty hard. You didn't have to do any of that stuff yet. We, I have to I FaceTime with people while I stick stuff well, in I know, my nose. I know, it's crazy, huh? They seem like pretty, they, they seem more bored by the whole thing than I am. Um, Can you imagine that's just her day? Yeah, that's your, your entire day job is just watching people shove things up their nose. That's the craziest stories. Yeah. Million to one shot duck. All right, well, I suppose we'll keep this short before Graham, yeah. before Graham keels over <laughs> over here. Tries <laughs> to pull out the inhaler. And... Graham America yeah, dots. I think tomorrow's going to be the turnaround day. Yeah. Think so? Yeah. GrahamAmerica.ca slash support. If you can, when you can, uh, sign up. Help us get Graham some more fucking horse paste and uh, some vitamin A. We can get him. I don't know what else. I got the cold water tank over here. Maybe yeah. I could sneak it over undercover. Yeah, darkness. but can you do the deep breathing? Ex- can you do the deep breathing exercises right now? Or is- no, I can't. That's the thing. Like yeah, I can't yeah. even. I can't even. Oh, it's cold. Oh, oh, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> I can't even do the deep breathing. America.ca slash support. Help us get Graham healthy again. All these vitamin stuff aren't cheap. I mean, the vitamins we bought in the States was over $200 Canadian. That's just that first run. Just that, one that run. fucking one run. I still have a bunch of them here. Do you need them? I'm not using them. No, I'm good. I'm turned off of vitamins again. Yeah, I'm They're good. Back. I just eat meat well. And... uh Cheese and whatever else I feel like eating. Actually, I've postponed the whole diet thing. Oh, on the chips. Of the, I eat a lot of chips. We've been eating, messing up a lot of chips. Yeah, though. a lot of chips. That's, a, that's probably not as good of a thing to be eating. Probably because just but we had some spaghetti too. Kyle made us some some spaghetti. Nice. Eating some of that, yeah. and then uh, yeah. So grammarica.ca slash support if you can when you can. We're sorry for the. Sporadic shows broken up. Uh, you know, Graham is really half assing it with his COVID. Hopefully, he'll bounce back next week and uh, we won't waste our entire quarantine time not able to do any extra content because Graham is actually having COVID. Exactly. You really, really dropped the ball. <laughs> really puts all your previous ones in uh, perspective now. Which ones? All your previous ones. All my previous what? All your guys' previous podcasts on like. The vaccine and COVID and everything. And now you guys actually got it. I feel great. I know you feel great. I'm just saying it's a little bit. I feel vindicated. Ser- serendipitous. I feel vindicated. Graham <laughs> looks like he feels a little jaded. Yeah. He, Less well, vindicated. <laughs> like it's been worried. Cheated on or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so get this. I, the web guy calls me today as we're redoing the contact at the cabin website. Um, and he's like, how's the COVID? Kufid. It's not bad. He's like, you got the ivermectin. He's a Russian guy, right? I'm like, what? Ivermectin. You need the ivermectin. He's like, all you can get is the horse paste. <laughs> but I have a, he's like, I have a, 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 a recipe. So maybe you're not doing it right. Oh, no, I think I, I was fine. He says he's supposed to, his, his has to be mixed with water and drank. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, not quite, but. Or at all? Are you just squirting uh, right in your mouth? No, 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 I'd have it with yogurt or something. Fat, um, fat it, it's fat soluble, so I'd have it with fats. Are you, did you give up on that? Well, I stopped, like I said, I stopped doing that. Like I did that five days in a row, then I. Took a couple of days off, then I did it for two more days, and then that was it. So, and I don't bother anymore with the ivermectin. Anyway, yeah, the web guy. Because it was fine. Like, that was, it seemed like that was, everything was fine for quite a while there until 
you know, the last, I don't know. It's so, it's, everything's just a blur, like, but it seemed like it just got worse over the last couple of days, it seems. It, it definitely so, seems yeah, that way. I would tend to agree. <laughs> yeah, so look, the first week he actually he looked say? pretty good. What else did he say? What else did the Russian guy say? <clears throat> oh, just pretty much to get on the ivermectin and the, the vitamins and he'll be just fine. He's like, I had yeah. COVID too. It's nothing. He's like, That's fucking, awesome. he's like, my buddy's all jabbed up. They all got fucking COVID. It's like, I am not getting the jab. I got COVID. What's the difference? There's no difference. That's awesome. So the web guy, synchronistically, even though it's not planned that way, is not getting the jab. I'm glad I got my jab. Or did I? Nobody knows anymore. <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. Nobody knows what to believe anymore. Anyways. Work calls are coming in about it now, though. I got some calls today. What? Wow. Is it, they're oh, pretty oh, chill. Yeah. About, you know... Just more, more like people warning me that they might have to ask me for some papers. Hopefully I have them. Oh, you have your papers though. I so do. You do. So He's like, oh, that's great. Let's go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the conversation ended on hunting. It's hunting season. I'm not allowed out of my house. All right. Here's some good vibes for Graham. Support the show. America.ca slash support. Sign up for monthly. Make a one-time donation. Help us get this big guy back on his feet. Send him some good vibes and some love. Spam gram at gramerica.com with some get well love. Send him some good vibes. Thanks, guys. If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Send it out. Dr. Bob Dixon, founder of Safewater Calgary, thanks for joining us. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't believe we're at this point now where we have to defend the water in Calgary. You know, it's it's unbelievable, but this is this is where we're at. So we really want to talk to you about um, what you're up against here and 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 the studies that uh, it seems like there's some recent studies out that show you know the show how dangerous fluoride is to people and like i mean it seems weird but we've known this for decades haven't we we have actually yeah uh, we've known this for about 75 years uh, since they've been calling it safe and effective and of course it's neither of the above so yeah it's it's nothing new but there are some new studies out as you alluded to so we can certainly get into that later and then what'd you get how did you get into this how did you get started with with this stuff Ooh, that's a good question. That might take a while. Um, so uh, as you might know, we've had six plebiscites here in Calgary on water fluoridation so far. Okay. We're going into our seventh on October 18th, and that's why we're campaigning so hard and so strong right now, is to win that um, plebiscite on October 18th. So the first four started in 1957 and went through the 60s and 70s. Wow. And all four of those actually defeated water fluoridation, which you never hear from the pro-fluoridationists. As far as they're concerned, there's just two plebiscites. And those are the last two, which were 1989, which uh, they won by 53 to 47% with a large influx of dollars from Alberta Health Services and Calgary Health Region. And then the last one was in 1998. And that was, again, won by a very large influx of dollars by uh, from Alberta Health and Calgary Health Region. And they won that about 54 to 46%. So um, in that one, I actually voted for water fluoridation because as a busy doctor, I'm a family doctor, as a busy doc, um, I don't have time to research everything that comes across my desk because there's a lot of things on, on our plates. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I saw all these glitzy pamphlets and brochures coming across and these radio and TV ads. And I went, yeah, that sounds pretty good. You know, we're helping the poor kids. So, yeah, let's vote for that. And then I was challenged afterwards to actually look at the science. They said, did you look at that before you voted? And I said, well, no, I didn't have time. So I did look at it after. And uh, in 1999, I changed my mind. I said, what are we doing here? There's so much science against this egregious process. And we should not be doing this. We're harming a lot of people to save one half to one cavity a lifetime. Right, so that's right. when I changed okay, my mind. 
that's a good point. So one half, one cavity a lifetime. That's really that minimal. Yeah, they talk about twenty five percent, which is is you know can be accurate, but that that's some of their top studies. And uh, neither side has that great a set of studies until the last four years, and we've come out with some really good ones. But um, yeah, twenty five percent sounds better than one half to one cavity a lifetime, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How many yeah. how many cities are we talking about in North America that are like Calgary? I thought we were fairly um, fairly alone in this whole thing where we didn't have fluoride now. And I think is Europe, Europe's completely different as well. Yeah, there's, there's quite a variation there, Graham. Um, we're talking about 73% of the United States fluoridated. So most major cities are fluoridated there. Um, we've helped some of them remain fluoride free, like Spokane and uh, Portland. Um, Canada is a lot less than that. We're only 30, about 38% fluoridated. And the numbers do shift a oh, little. Oh, I, I didn't know that. No, that's about 38. So major cities that are fluoridated in Canada are Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Ottawa, Winnipeg. But other than that, like cities like Vancouver, uh, Montreal have never, never really been fluoridated. Calgary um, only for 20 years and not in the last 10 years. So 38% in Canada, 98% of British Columbia is not fluoridated. 98% of Quebec is not fluoridated. And, you know, you can't, you can't find any differences in the kids' teeth there in those provinces as compared to 71% fluoridated Ontario. And as you mentioned, Europe, too, Europe is 97% not fluoridated. They wow. tend to be a bit more progressive in things like this and, and keeping um, tabs on people's health than we are. So when Health Canada, with, when Health Canada or Health Alberta was, was funding those plebiscites back in the 80s, what, where, why, are they, why are they pushing so hard for this? Like who is somebody funding, is somebody pushing that agenda from them, like some kind of... Um, uh, some kind of activist group giving them money to do that, or what? How, why are they so? Uh, it's the same thing that's happening in a number of situations, and I'm not going to go into that right now. Being a doctor who's um, being um, being aggressively tackled by the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta, so um, let's just say that it's uh, follow the money. Okay, so yeah. um, if you follow the money, it, it'll solve most things or give you the answer for most things in the world. In this particular case, we put in almost all places in North America that are fluoridated, we put uh, an industrial waste product I was called hydro, ask, yep. hydrofluorosilicic acid in our water. And that comes out of the fertilizer industry primarily in, um, in Florida and in China, along with other Traces of other waste elements or, or toxic elements like arsenic and lead and brontium and strontium and all those sorts of things. So none of those are good for you. But they don't purify it is my point there. So it's an industrial waste that cannot be allowed by strict law to be put into the air, into the ground, or into the waters anywhere. And all of a sudden, we can put it, dump it into our public waters, unadulterated, unpurified, uncleaned, and tell everybody it's good for you. Take as much as you want for the rest of your life. And then we drink about 1% of it. And the other 99% goes back into the Bow River to toxify the fish and the aquatic life. Wow. And even though, even though this is in the fluoride is in the top 10, um, uh, neuro, neurotoxins in the Lancet. Yeah, exactly. And, and right. So what are they, what's their argument for that? That it's mine. It's too minor. The, the, uh, the quantities oh, oh. are not enough to, to Graham, matter. Graham, just, or... just trust us. Just trust us. It's at a very small dose and it's not going to hurt you. You know, just relax everybody. We've got control of the concentration. Well, as you might know, or maybe not, a lot of people don't know that concentration is far different than dose or dosage. And the pro-fluoridationists will never debate us on that. So concentration is the amount that you put in the water. So they're putting in 0.7 parts per million. Uh, that is actually lowered from 1.2 parts per million, then it was down to one part per million, then it's down to 0.8, now it's part, down to 0.7 parts per million. But it's all safe and effective. Don't worry about that. But if you're drinking like you're an active guy, you're drinking 10 glasses of water, and I'm sitting at my desk here pounding away on my computer drinking one glass a day, you're getting 10 times the dose as I am. 10 times the dose. No control. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. And there's toxic levels to all of these things. Yeah. So let's get into some of those recent studies then that I, I haven't really didn't know there was so many recent ones that. Uh, that there's sort of excellent help studies out of, out of York University, out of Simon Fraser University. Dr. Christine Till has led the charge out of York. Um, we can talk. We should talk later, but just remind me to talk about the attacks that the pro-fluoridationists do. 
They're trying to take down me. They're trying to take down Dr. Christine Till. And they're also trying to take down one of our uh, prominent dentists on our Safe Water Calgary campaign. So we can talk about that later. But the new studies that have been put out since 2017 are excellent. They're some of the best studies that have ever, they are the best studies that have ever been produced on the fluoridation issue. Because if you're a pro-fluoridationist and you've said for 75 years it's safe and effective, why would you ever do any studies? There's no point. It's safe and effective. Little people listen to us. So there's not very many studies. And plus, they know what the results of most of those studies are going to show. It's going to show it's toxic. It's not good. It harms a lot of parts of the body. So then they would have to stop it. So they don't want to do the studies that would stop it. So very few studies have been done and done well until 2017. The Bashash study out of Mexico, which was co, um, co-done with uh, scientists, Dr. Hugh um, and others out of the University of Toronto. And that showed that um, we're dropping IQ points between four and five in kids that are that grow up in fluoridated areas or with mothers with fluoride in their bodies. Wow. Four to five IQ points, that's pretty major. Graham, if you if you look at that on the IQ scales, yeah, yeah, creates a lot of problems. Yeah. And then the next ones that have come out, uh, there's subsequent end ones before, but um, showing increases of ADHD, um, showing particularly that the kids that are born in fluoridated areas where they mix the formula with fluoridated water, uh, their IQ points that can drop as high as nine points. Wow, wow. Even a one point IQ drop is. You know, and a population, like if your kid or my kid drop one IQ point, we probably wouldn't notice it. But on a population level, if you drop one IQ point, it costs the economy billions of dollars and it does shift that IQ curve to the left, to the wrong side. Um, but if you drop five points, highly significant. Um, if you had the whole population drinking nothing but fluoridated water and drop that whole IQ curve five points, You'd have 50% more challenged people on the left side of the oh, curve, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'd have 50% fewer geniuses that oh. have to solve our major problems in the world on the right side of That's the curve. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It shifts so, that whole bell curve over. Yeah, Exactly. And it, that, that would just crater our, our system. Wow. You know, so, <laughs> so where do you want to go next? Uh, why, why are they fighting so hard about this? Ooh, um, I mean, I guess, or, or, or if you want to get into, yeah, no, I, I can give you, yeah, I, can give I know you kind of got to follow the money, but it just seems like, it seems like, uh, it just seems like it seems so strange that they, that they want this so bad. Like, why can't they just leave it alone? I mean, there's already so many cities that don't do it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just strange. I can give you uh, some answers on that. I mean, it, it follow the money is certainly one of them, particularly down in the States, because it's about a 20 some billion dollar industry to Colgate and Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and whatever that produce all the fluoridated materials, including toothpaste. So they know if fluoridated water goes down, if water fluoridation falls, then their business is going to drop a lot. They're going to lose a lot of their fluoridated toothpaste and fluoridated um, gels and rinses and foams business. So they'd be looking at a, you know, who knows how much hit they would take, 25%, 50%. We're talking billions, billions of dollars of loss. And then the fertilizer industry, uh, I think it's about a quarter billion dollars for mosaic fertilizer industry in, in Florida. So instead of having to pay to have this very toxic hydrofluorosilicic acid disposed of in a waste disposal facility, they get they to sell it. charge us and dump it in their city water. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah. What a poo. I mean, great business plan for them. Not so great for us, but it's a great plan for them. Yeah. So, But the main thing is confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. I expect you might have heard of confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's when people say something um, and advocate for it for 75 years and they just don't want to hear. They want to keep the blinders on and the ears covered. And they don't want to hear anything new because they're pretty darn convinced this is safe and effective and good for you. So why would they change your minds? So I was just, uh, I had a meeting, um, I was at a meeting last week. It was not on fluoridation, but I talked to a pathologist and she's still actively working. And uh, I said, geez, how, how do you feel about water fluoridation? Oh, I'm from Ireland. And, you know, it just saved the kids there. I'm totally for it. Oh, well, we got some new science out there. Do you want to take a look at it? Oh, no. No, no, I don't know. Never. I don't want to know. Well, I could hook you up with um, one of our great scientists, researchers from Ireland. Uh, no, no, he's probably he's probably anti-fluoride, so I don't want to talk to him. Okay, what do you say to the doctors that talk like that? Yeah, I'm not going to change their minds. So if this if this does happen, or if there's people that are living in cities 
uh, that have fluoride and they're never going to get rid of it. What do you, what do you recommend people do? To, well, in places like Edmonton and Toronto and Winnipeg, yeah, yeah, we can um, we can filter it out. But you know, if you're amongst the poor in that community, yeah, I know. I mean, those filters are expensive, right? Well, yeah, because the only thing that takes it out, your normal Britas and whatever, your fridge filters don't touch it because it's such a tiny ion. It's an aggressive ion. And um, but what takes it out is reverse osmosis or distillation. Well, those systems cost between five and fifteen thousand dollars for a whole house system, and you can get a cheaper one, maybe five hundred to maybe $1,500 for under your sink or on top of your counter. But um, that just takes care of your drinking water. So you're still going to be bathing in it, showering in it, yeah, right, right, watering right. your lawn in it, you know, right, all those. Right. What, what about those Santivia, those Santivia ones? Santivia, I mean, they're all, they all have different degrees of uh, filtration. The Berkey filters are one of the best out there that you put on your countertop. and yeah. But you have to buy a special fluoride added fluoride filter for the Berkey. Yeah, that's the same as the Santivia one. I had I had to buy a separate fluoride one. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. And you have to change those often because if they get kind of plugged up or plugged up, they're not going to filter much of the fluoride out. So you know, initially they might filter 90% out and then after six months it might be, I don't know, 75, 80% and after a year it might be 50%. So you got to keep on top of your filters too. And, and they're usually not cheap. Yeah. So what do you want to what do you want to get into next then? Uh, you got you went over the studies. Um, what are you doing here for like, do you have support here in Calgary? How, how's how's the battle going? Yeah, uh, just uh, as I mentioned on the studies, if you go on our, our website, our safewatercalgary.com website, there's some excellent, all those science, uh, all that science is up there, all the studies are there. We have um, some great memes rolling across the top. We have a, a beautiful video. Uh, it's just a 20 minute video called Our Daily Dose right on our website on the, on the homepage. And that, I mean, everybody should watch that. It is so good. It's so well done. Uh, kids involved in it. And it really gets the message across. So Calgary, what's happening? in Calgary. Well, as we mentioned, there's been six plebiscites, four defeated and two passed it. And now we're into our seventh plebiscite on October 18th. And the pro-fluoridationists have just been out there with a lot of money and a lot of time and energy and uh, promoting their message out there that fluoride is safe and effective. And, it, and you know, Graham, it's good for the poor kids. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you do, vote yes for fluoride because it's good for the poor kids. Well, in actuality, it damages the poor kids more than anybody else. It is worse. The side effects are worse for the poor, for any of the disadvantaged, the disabled, for the elderly. Um, it's, it's bad. Oh, and for people of color, can't forget that. People of color, it's really hard on as well. There are some groups in the States that strongly oppose fluoride from uh, Hispanics and blacks. Wow. Because it's harder on them genetically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but but it's really hard on the kids because they're the ones that are dropping the IQ points, and they're the ones that can at least afford usually to drop the IQ points. They need everything they can to get over the challenges that they have and, and their socially economic uh, disadvantaged life. So here in Calgary, yeah, the pro-fluoride people have been out for um, since about last November, December, putting up big, those big roadside um, fluorescent signs saying, oh, Calgary's kids' teeth are falling out of their heads, contact city council, and and then putting up uh, banners, those big banners you see on the, on the, when you're driving the freeways, the overpass banners, they had to take those down because they're illegal at the time, but they'll be back up here now. Um, yeah, so they've got a bit of a jump start on us, and the last poll came out as 68% in their favor. But we've got um, these little, nice little flyers that you might have seen in your mailbox. Oh, you live in Chestermere. Is yep, that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you wouldn't have got these, but 410,000 Calgary homes got these yesterday and today. Nice, and, nice, and great. And uh, it's got some great science on the backside there. So um, it shows how why Calgary and Edmonton kids actually aren't what the press has been telling us for the uh, for the last uh, since 2016. It's got three quotations by some of the top scientists on the planet. We're talking about the the editor of the JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics. That is one of the top journals in the world, medical journals. And he says right in there that I would not want my wife to drink fluoridated water if she were pregnant. That's after reading Dr. Christine's Till, Till study and publishing it in his journal. 
Dr. Bruce Lamphere out of Simon Fraser University. He's the one whose seminal work on lead, on lead and water in particular, uh, caused the, uh, the powers that be in the States to bring lead down to virtually zero in all our waters and foods wow. and, and everywhere. And now he's on, fully on board with water fluoridation and doing the studies. And he says, it is time to protect kids developing brains from fluoride. This is one of our top Canadian doctors. And then the last quotation is by Dr. Hardy Lineback, who's uh, not just a dentist, but he's a PhD as well. And he's uh, the only dentist that I'm aware of that's done study after study after study on fluoride and fluoridation. And he came out in 1988, 1998, just a year before I did, and came out and said, folks, I'm sorry, we've got this all wrong. I've gone through all this information and all these studies. We are actually harming people. This is doing way more harm than good. And so uh, he's quoted in our flyer as saying, in my opinion, the evidence that fluoridation is more harmful than beneficial is now overwhelming. Wow. This is from the top. Do you have the support from the, the Calgary, the dentists in Calgary that don't use fluoride? I mean, I use one that they're, they're pretty good. They don't use fluoride. Um, I think there's a couple of them. There's quite a few dentists in Calgary that don't use fluoride or would speak out against it if they could. Now, that's a good segue into the next section. Uh, I just was putting out a bunch of fires today, and I missed my meeting as head of Fluoride Free Canada uh, because of putting out fires. And one of them is that um, I won't mention his name, but a top dentist in Calgary has been taken down by the Alberta Dentist. Oh, oh. And um, so we've had to remove him from our flyer and to remove him from our website. And um, that's the way they roll. Wow. And of course, that's happening to me for the last two and a half years. There's a major complaint into the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta against me for keeping this wonderful, safe and effective thing called fluoride or motofluoridation away from 1.2 million Calgarians. Oh. So that lawsuit is going on for uh, 2.5 years. And uh, my lawyers tell me, my expensive lawyers down at Bennett Jones downtown tell me that it'll probably be another six months to a year before there's any kind of resolution on that one. So, so I think you mentioned to me before that Chestermere is on the Calgary water system. And I, I thought we had our own, but um, uh, no, actually, I guess well, so, so we're on we're on Calgary's and we don't get to actually have a say in this. Right. Graham, you to get no say at all in this. Uh, if we decide to fluoridate, you get fluoride, fluoride. And if we decide not to fluoridate, you don't get it. So <laughs> whatever, whatever you like, whichever side you're on, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get a say. And Strathmore and Airdrie are in the same boat, by the way. Oh, Strathmore too. Wow. Strathmore That's a long ways. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, all the Northeast kind of things, but not, we, not Cochrane and Okotoks, those ones. No, they have their own systems. Yeah. And we helped get fluoride out of uh, water fluoridation stopped in Okotoks in 2013. And Cochrane has never been fluoridated. I don't know. They must have a lot of prog progressive cowboys out there or something. <laughs> they've, they've never been fluoridated there. So hopefully we can keep that. But the, see, the problem is uh, we're the biggest city. Calgary is the biggest city in the fluoridated world that's ever stopped water fluoridation and so this is a big prize for the pro fluoridationists so they're oh, they're bringing in their people from florida from um, the eastern coast from the western coast of the u.s uh, from all across canada uh, they're already you know guns ablazing and um yeah so it's 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 an interesting battle for sure it's a big it's a big prize for for both sides for us too because if we can stop it here, then um, that really slows them down because they're trying to fluoridate all of Canada. Uh, now the medical officers of health in uh, Scotland, England, Wales and Ireland, Northern Ireland are trying to fluoridate all those those countries. So, um, yeah, if we can stop it here, it's um, it, it has a ripple effect all around the world. Kyle, do you have any questions? We were just talking the other day about uh, how they still can't get clean drinking water on the reservations, you know, and here they are pushing fluoride in here. Why don't they spend all that money to get clean drinking water in the reservation? Good point. Yeah, because it's there's the issue of, well, what, how, how much more does it cost to put the fluoride in? And the fact that already, you know, 70%, I think it's approximately 70% of all the water used does not need to be potable. You know, it's being used to take a shower and wash the clothes and wash the dishes and everything else like that. So that's that's an expense right there. As um, I mentioned, ninety nine percent actually is not drink. Okay, ninety nine. So, but one wow. hundred, but one hundred percent of water is treated, so it is drinkable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and and but the issue is, uh, uh, looking at it is the fact that I, I would be interested to look at whatever happens. Like, let's say the pro pro fluoride uh, vote goes through, how many 
votes was that, and but what is the total population affected by that? Since Chestermere and all these other places don't have a say in it, you know. Well, it'll be 100% of Calgarians, and it'll be 100% of uh, people from Airdrie and Strathmore and Chestermere will be fluoridated if they decide to pass it. That's now, probably but, another, what, half a million in total, maybe? or uh, No, not that much. Uh, not we're that looking much. probably about just over 100,000 okay. of the three combined. Yeah. But we do touch on, and you mentioned there, your, your buddy mentioned there, the... Um, uh, the cost of it. And our financial analysis uh, analyst in the middle of this uh, brochure right there, uh, he touches on that $30.1 million that will cost us to put the infrastructure back in and to maintain the fluoridation chemicals, the hydrofluorosilicic acid out of the fertilizer industry for 30, for 20 years. It's a 20 year thing. So $30.1 million over 20 years, $10 million to rebuild the infrastructure right now, and then 20 million over the next 20 years. So a million a year. To put the poison in the water. <laughs> you can call it poison. It's a toxin. Yeah. Toxin is a better word. It's as toxic as lead. It's as toxic as arsenic on a population level. We don't want arsenic and lead in our water, neither do we. No. We don't want fluoridation for it in it either. Kyle, do you have any uh, questions at all? Well, no. I'd just like to look at the cost of that and then how much would it actually cost to, to actually put clean drinking water into, say, one or two reservations that currently oh, don't yeah, have yeah. it. That, that's, yeah, a that's, really a good, point, yeah. that's a really good question, Kyle, and uh, a really good comment, because, um, yeah, the, the money that we spend, it might not be enough to uh, keep, give clean water to all our reservations, but it make a really good dent. And uh, that's, that's a crime against humanity that our reservations do not have good, clean, and safe drinking water. So, yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to throw a highly toxic chemical in our um, in our water, and we're not going to clean up our, our indigenous people's water. Just, just not right. Yeah, especially if you, yeah. you consider all the other major cities that use the fluoride. If we stop those ones and the cost savings from that, then maybe that exactly. can cover a lot more. If we, if we uh, yeah, the 38% of Canadians that are fluoridated, if we took all that money and put that towards the, the native problem, we'd be a long ways around, long solving that problem for sure. So there's a few other points we can touch on here, if you like. like sure, yeah. They always talk about, well, all the dentists are in favor. Well, they're not. As I mentioned, a lot of them are not in favor. They're just not able to speak out. But we have a, on the Florida Action Network, which I'm affiliated with out of New York, they're the largest repository of good information. on both. They have both the pro and the anti-fluoride information on their website. And they have a, an open letter that almost, almost 5,000 professionals have signed on. So that's doctors, nurses, lawyers, etc. So there's many, many professionals around the world that are against water fluoridation. It's just that most either are not able or are not willing to speak out. And another thing they don't talk about, or they talk about and just brush it off really easy, is damage to kids' teeth. So in fluoridated areas, uh, we, we get fluorosis, and that is the first visible sign of having too much fluoride or toxicity fluorosis so it starts off as just some small white spots on the teeth that some people might not even notice but kids will notice that a lot like even if there's a few white spots on their front teeth they're not willing to smile a lot you know that mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, won't open their mouths a lot because they're they're embarrassed uh, so about 80 percent of fluorosis or damage to teeth from too much fluoride is mild and most of mild fluorosis doesn't have to be treated unless it's on the front teeth and the kids want to just spot treat that to get rid of it but as it gets into moderate and severe fluorosis that's when you get into problems and now according to the the NHANES studies in the states that's a national population studies out of the cdc in the states um, upwards of 50 to maybe even 70 percent of teens 12 to 15 years old so that's your normal teenagers have either moderate to severe fluorosis and if you look at the pictures of moderate to severe fluorosis it's not pretty brown stains, yellow stains, actually crumbling of teeth as you get into severe fluorosis. And one of my dentist colleagues downtown here in Calgary, um, he um, tells me about a, a wealthy oil patch company whose two teenage boys grew up during fluoridated times. And he had to repair both their, almost all their teeth. And it was $70,000 per kid to repair their fluorosis, their severely fluorosis damaged teeth. Wow, and it says right on the toothpaste bottle, you know, if you swallow it, uh, you better go check poison control or whatever. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. It's right there in the open for people. And yeah, 
Kids under six are not supposed to use fluoridated toothpaste. If they swallow a pea-sized amount, which is the same, actually the same amount as in my glass of water. So they can drink all the glasses of water they want. But if they swallow a pea-sized amount, they're supposed to call a poison control center. <laughs> Bit of a disconnect there, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any other points there to, to talk about? Oh, there's, well, there's some really highly effective programs around. I mean, again, if we put our money into, let's, let's stop all the fluoridation in Canada, put half the money towards native uh, indigenous fresh water, and then let's put the other half towards a program like the Scottish Child Smile Program in Scotland. So Scotland's not fluoridated. And they figured about 20 years ago or more that they were having some pretty bad issues with cavities. So they said, what should we do? Should we just throw some fluoride in the water? And they went, well, no, that's not a very good way of doing it. It's not ethical. It's not moral. It's not very effective. Let's try a program. Let's do a pilot program. And we're going to take kids from the time they're just little tots, about three years old. And we're going to teach them about oral health and about teeth and about maybe like rubbing and cleaning their gums. And we can also teach them while we're doing that about eating better. And drinking better, not drinking sugary drinks and power drinks and, and uh, not to, taking baby bottles full of juice to bed and all that sort of thing. And so their program called the Scottish Child Smile Program started in 2001 with a pilot. And it was so good, they decided to run it out through uh, large parts of the country. And it's been highly effective. So they've had better kids' teeth, but better kids' oral health, but better kids' full body health too. So from head to toe, they're healthier. So guess what? Less diabetes, less obesity, less heart disease, and better teeth. <laughs> wow. And then also along with the teeth, too, there's a lot of uh, health issues with bad teeth as well, right? With infections and all, and all that kind of stuff. Well, and that's the heartstrings they pull on here in Calgary in particular. They say, oh, you know, the dental surgeries have gone up since we stopped fluoridation. The cavities have gone through the roof. Well, neither of those are true. The data from the CIHI, which is the Canadian, Inst Canadian Information Health Institute, I think, is the Canadian Institute for Health Information, CIHI. Uh, their data shows that since we stopped fluoridation in 2011 to 2016, cavity uh, the surgery's gone up. No, they've actually gone down. Um, so I think you know, my, I think my friend Ryan was showing me that because they 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 cherry pick the part of the graph that doesn't include where it was before or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, on our on our flyer on the back page here, you can see a graph, and um, actually it's on this side, and um, that graph shows it's a mild increase in Calgary's kids' cavities going up about like this since 2004 when the first study started and 2019 when the last study came out. But right in the middle in 2011, we stopped fluoridation. But guess what? The cavities and caries went up at exactly the same rate before we stopped fluoridation as after fluoridation same rate that's i think that's the one he was talking about yeah. so unfortunately our kids cavities are getting a little bit worse but not markedly they're still going up at that same slow rate and um but it was the same when we were fluoridated from 2004 to 2011 as after yeah. so yeah and of course as you say they cherry pick it yeah right on well this has been super informative Do you have anything else you want to address or should we wrap it up oh there's a couple of things we could touch on oh yeah, yeah. there's an important thing that we should touch on graham and that's um even dr lindsey mclaren who i heard on a podcast today oh no by the way if, if you can get a hold of the podcast that the uh, the biggest rotary club did downtown yesterday the, the downtown rotary club they had Dr. Lindsay McLaren, the researcher that put out that infamous Calgary versus Edmonton kids study. They had her on, on September 14th. And then yesterday, they had for uh, over half an hour, Dr. Christine Till from New York University, the one I was telling you about, that's put out all the new studies. She did just a wonderful and a powerful presentation on the new science. And so that's the Rotary Club of Calgary's downtown meeting for, uh, starting at noon yesterday. Okay. So, um, yeah, so she made some really good points. And the podcast I watched today from Dr. Lindsay McLaren, they always say, oh, you know, don't worry. We're just hopping up what's natural. There's natural fluoride in our water. And we're just topping that up to a point that it's really good for kids' teeth and it's safe and effective. Well, that is... I mean, is that a lie? Okay, let's not call it a lie. Let's call it highly misleading because we have natural calcium fluoride in the water. Natural calcium fluoride is tightly bound. It's uh, when it's ingested into the body, most of it passes out, uh, but it is highly toxic. 
So the fish, the aquatic life have found a way to deal with natural calcium fluoride, which is in virtually all our groundwater, all the Earth's crust. That's why it comes out when they when they crack the rocks to make the phosphate fertilizer. Um, so uh, natural calcium fluoride is not harmful if it's in, below 0.2 or 0.3 parts per million, which it is in our systems. Our Bull River in Calgary has 0.1 to 0.2 parts per million, and our elbow system in the south side of Calgary has 0.2 to 0.3 parts per million on the average of natural calcium fluoride. If we just leave it at that, it's not going to affect kids' teeth much either way, and it's not going to be that toxic or poison to human beings. We can handle it if it's below that 0.2 or 0.3 level. But they're just going to top that up just a little bit with hydrofluorosilicic acid out of the fertilizer stacks. And it is just not the same at all. So, you know, this, oh, just don't worry, folks, we're just topping up the natural um, calcium fluoride is not an accurate thing. It's very highly misleading. So they're topping up a highly toxic thing with something that's even more toxic and is not allowed anywhere in our water, our land, our air. So highly, highly misleading there. Okay. So we touched on the, the fact that there's no way to control dose or dosage when you put something in the water. That's why there's no other drugs in the water. Some people have advocated for aspirin in the water, for Lipitor in the water, for Prozac in the water. Oh well, God. you can't control the freaking dose. You know? These guys I mean, just got to stay in their lane. I mean, this is yeah, getting out of control. Exactly. Some of that was done in jest, I think, when people talk about putting Prozac <laughs> well, in the water. I wouldn't doubt it now. I mean, But, Graham, there is Prozac in the water because they don't filter that out. So, you know, we do have some Prozac in. Not very much, thankfully. But um, And just uh, another point we should make here, too, is... They, they, the pro people will always talk about, well, yeah, you know, it's it's a nutrient, it's a mineral, it's a vitamin, it's just like vitamin D. We're just topping it up like we do vitamin D in milk or whatever nutrients in cereal. It's totally different than that because for the major reason, the fluoride is not needed for one single body function. It's not needed for teeth. It's not needed for anything else. And by the way, it harms everything else. So it's not needed for anything. So um, why would we put it in the water if we don't need it? Well, it makes teeth harder. Mm, yeah, okay, it makes teeth harder. What happens down the road when teeth are too hard? When things are too hard, like when something is hard and brittle, what happens? It breaks easier. Okay, so if your teeth are harder and brittle as you get older, they're going to fracture easier. So if you look at the most highly fluoridated state in the United States, uh, you probably don't know what that is. Uh, New York? No, good guess. That's Kentucky. Kentucky is the highest fluoridated state. It's somewhere between 99 and 100%. Um, so let's say 99. And um, so it's the highest fluoridated state. And guess what it also has? It has the highest rate of edentulous people that means loss of teeth yeah so highest fluoridated highest loss of teeth wow. that's what the lowest fluoridated state in the united states is uh portland or uh, oregon that's a good guess i think they're the second lowest um hawaii is the lowest and guess which state has the lowest rate of tooth loss wow that's lowest. pretty yeah that's hard to ignore be yeah. hawaii <laughs> yeah, that's hard to ignore. So, is there? I've always heard the I've always heard the theory that it calcifies your pineal gland as well. Is there is there any truth to that? Do you know? Or, Some studies or like that was, uh, they can be debated because, like the profluoride studies that are poor, these are fairly weak too. But yeah, there is some calcification of the of the pineal gland. Uh, I would say that um, I would have no problem saying that. Yeah, because um, I mean that but, has that could have a huge uh, spiritual effect, really. Or or yeah. Well, it does affect for the entire body, really. So, so let, let's go just quickly from the top of the body, top of the head down to the tip of the toes. So starting at the head, calcifies the pineal gland, drops IQ by three to nine points, triples ADHD, wrecks the thyroid gland. It's a thyroid enzyme toxin. It's an inhibitor of all the enzymes in the body, but particularly of thyroids, particularly in women, and particularly of people that have low iodine, which is about 20% of Canadians. So very hard on the thyroid. Let's go down a little more. Heart. Oh, it's not good for your heart. No, bad for your heart. Uh, let's go down to the kidneys. Yeah, anybody that has any kidney problem at all, stay uh, far away from fluoride. Um, liver, yeah, pretty hard in the liver. Liver has to detoxify things, and so it gets a big load of, of fluoride. Uh, the gut, the gut microbiome, very hard in the gut microbiome. And that's where we absorb all our foods, our nutrients, our minerals, everything. And so fluoride is there just whacking away at that. Fluoride crosses the, the microbiome as well and goes across the placental barrier. 
So that's where it affects the kids' brains more than anything. It's, it has no effect on kids' teeth in the placenta or in the early stages of uh, infancy, but it really whacks brains as they're developing in the placenta. So, um, and then it probably does something to do to your toes too. I said we go head to toe, but <laughs> it's, it's bad for the um, for anything like fertility-wise for the the um, gonadal system, for a fertility system in women as well, wow. reproductive system. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it has so many adverse effects, and the only effect it might have is saving one half to one cavity a lifetime. Yeah. So we can do a lot better than that. Yeah, you could save that just like you said with that Scottish program where people just have more awareness around yes. taking care yeah. of their teeth every day. And yeah. yeah. So freedom of choice would be uh, one of the last things we have to talk about. I mean, um, freedom of choice to what you put into your body. So what you drink, what you consume, you should be free to choose whether you want uh, a toxic material in there or not. Yeah. Just, just one thing we didn't touch on, too, uh, I think we've got a couple of minutes, um, is uh, there's a major court case going on in the United States. So the Fluoride Action Network, Mums Against Fluoride, Food and Water Watch, uh, several groups in the states have taken the EPA, one of the biggest scientific organizations that's supposed to be protecting uh, Americans, to court. So they're taking the Environmental Protection Agency to court for putting toxic materials in our water. And it's been going on since 2016. Um, there's been about seven attempts that the EPA has made to quash this. They've got very deep pockets and very expensive lawyers. So they've tried to quash the case seven times. They've lost every time. And so uh, we finally went to actual full federal court in the United States in San Francisco in um, June of last year. And so there's been several hearings and parts of parts of that case since. And the judges are now waiting for the National Toxicology Program in the US, the NTP, to come up with their final draft. The NTP is a huge organization that has looked at hundreds and hundreds of studies on both sides for water fluoridation. And they've uh, they're crunching it down to their final report. They begin to get a lot of pushback from the agencies in the states that support water organization. So they had to revise and revise again. Again. But their final report is supposed to be out uh, any time now in the next handful of months. Wow. And they've called it a probable neurotoxin, which is the highest rating they can give it. There's five levels they can give it as a neurotoxin. And fluoride, uh, it, it rates as the fourth highest. And that's a probable neurotoxin. They cannot give it the highest rating because we've never done, nobody's ever done a double-blinded placebo-controlled study. Awesome. So look for the court case. Yeah, we will. And thanks. And we'll put this out on our social medias and stuff. And we'll uh, we'll try and share it with as many Calgarians as possible and help you out. Thank you. And and spread it farther than Calgary too, because yeah, that's what of, I think. this is this has no borders. It goes across Canada, across the states, the UK, Australia, New Zealand. So, um, but particularly for Calgary in the next two or three weeks, it's very important. So, as many people as you can uh, drive to our website, www.safewatercalgary.com. And um, uh, there's that wonderful video I, I mentioned called Our Daily Dose to watch there. There's a, a banner of memes running across the top that are just brilliant. Um, they give you all the facts right there and, and beautiful memes. Uh, there's the science on there. Uh, we've got it all. So, uh, yeah, safewatercalgary.com. And thank you for having me on. Uh, Thanks, Bob. Yeah. And Thanks. you're very knowledgeable. You're much more knowledgeable than the average person on this. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, so, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been looking into it for years. So yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Stay well. Stay healthy.
Fuel for your worries. 